sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run the Hello? Mr. Buffalo Soldier? Hello? Hello? Mr. Buffalo Soldier? Speaker, hold on, let me pause it. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Go ahead, yeah. Hey, 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 this is Satchel. I was following up with you from a couple months ago. I wanted to, you said you'd be able to tell me a little bit of the history of the Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, are you trucking right now? Try that, kid. Try that. Okay. Okay, now you said something about a Buffalo Soldier? Yeah, you said you'd tell me the history of the Buffalo Soldiers. Okay, you're talking about 150 years. How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, like, if you could give me like a five-minute rundown, I think that would be plenty. If not, we can get back on the phone another time. Okay, you have a uh, you have Google on your cell phone? Yeah, I do. And the, you know my last name is how to spell it, right? Uh, sure. Ron Pierce, Ron R. And all my stuff comes up. Now, just in a few minutes, and I'm going to uh, Flagstaff, you can hardly see to be up. It starts from the end of the Civil War. They, and they were the uh, black slaves that fought for the country that because they thought they were free now. Mm. So at the time, it was, it was no employment. So you listen to France put together a program to escort white settlers west. So they were going to invade and to take the Native Americans' land. And uh, white soldiers that fought in the Civil War getting cleaned out. So John put together a group that's come out a second time for a group of veterans and handlers. And a lot of the Buffalo soldiers were... Uh, Native Americans in the first place. So go look. The ninth uh, and tenth cavalry, and they formed the twenty uh, fourth and twenty fifth infantry. To give you a grand total of about twenty five thousand, who the Cheyenne Dog Soldiers named the Buffalo Soldiers because they were as hard to kill as the Buffalo. Wow. And then we could take it from there. And then we could take it from there 150 years all the way to World War One, World War Two, the Vietnam War, etc., etc. Wow. But uh, now, you're located where? Well, uh, I'm actually in Oklahoma City. Okay, okay, okay. That's not bad. They handle Oklahoma. They got uh, Fort Robinson up there. And you're in the area that 90% of the Buffalo soldiers out of Denver, Fort Robinson. Uh, I came up there, and uh, I did a program for the Buffalo soldiers. We did the Nationals. I was the first Buffalo soldier to win the Nationals in 94. Huh. Uh, just a little bit parking. But my unit was in Texas. I'm an overall truck driver now. I'm going to Las Vegas to do a deal. You heard of Pond Stars? Rick Chumley, all this stuff in Las Vegas, doing a 
bartering and selling. It's called Pawn Stars. It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. Have you heard of that program? Of course. Very familiar. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going there to do a, maybe a million-dollar deal with them or to uh, help them. A guy get a bronze bust for me. Uh, he was one of the best artists in the world of sculptures, Bruce Everly. And he sent me the first one, but the next girl wanted it, so I sent it back. Wow. And uh, he was just going to do two. So when I sent it back, he sent me the one that he had finished. And he was, and he said, wait, and I'm going to do it, make another one, send it to Colton Town. We think, but we don't know for sure if he finished that before he passed. Because Colin Powell passed about six, seven months ago. I don't know if you heard that. So I'm the only one that has this one now. It's of me. I got the picture where I pulled for it along with the bronze dust. So Tom Star that offered me 170000 for it. Six months ago. And I turned it down because I could make it out of the NFT. Now they're at the mature in the 50000 Wow. And it goes on and, and it goes on and on and on. So since I talked to you the last time, are you familiar with NFTs? Um, Non-fungible tokens? A little bit, yeah. I think Bill... So you know I'm friends with Bill Clinton, right? No. Yeah, Bill Clinton and I had actually talked about doing an NFT thing together. Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you something. Uh, how this relationship is going to develop between me and you is going to be mind-blowing. I'll send you a picture of Bill Clinton with my brother. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Bill Clinton, Bill, no, 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 hold on. After, uh, you know, they tried to uh, indict Bill Clinton for something, this, that, 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 I don't really, I, I really can't think right now, but uh, when the Clinton administration broke up, he, he asked my brother what did he want to do. He was making sure all of the top people got the job they wanted to do. So he was uh, head of the security for the U.S. Marines Corps in uh, Russia. You know, the honor guard and all the kind of stuff stands up for the embassy. Oh, yeah. Of course I know. Then, then he got promoted to uh, head of linguistic studies at the University of Beijing. So I'll send you a picture. He's standing with Clinton and Gore. Wow. That is something. It, it goes on. It goes, it goes, it goes on and on. So I think, honestly, I gave him some of my history and stuff like that. So they just invited me up to Vegas to see... They started a museum. Okay, now on the third and the tenth of December, I transport I transported in my truck from all my rich and starving artists that I sold artwork for 10, 15 years. Millions of dollars. I got three storage units in Vegas that have over five million that I sold and I've helped them and they paid me in stocks, they paid me in cash. And I won't tell you how many millions I've got, but I got a couple. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to Vegas now to drop off a few more things and to put it together and see. Do I sit down and do a contract with you guys, or do I put together an NFT with them? Now, my cousin, Mike Sherrod, who was one of the wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys back in the day before Landry went out. He was with Landry before Michael Irvin came in. You got some guys that were on hold from the UK that want to put it together, but they don't have the technology yet. So you tell Mr. Clinton, you still live? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, Hey man, I'm call back in a few days here once I talk to Bill. Headset they gave me for that job I had during COVID, uh, doing like tech support. No, it was a different one, but um, because I quit like three months in, and we were still all working remote. They just told me, "Yeah, we'll send you a box that will be like pre-labeled. Just put all of your work stuff in it to ship it back to us." They never sent me the box, so I have I still have like a Dell laptop, this headset. And some like other like cables that it's just I don't know I don't know what but they're lost when, you know when GoDaddy laid us all off I I had a really good opportunity to steal a bunch of shit and I didn't and I really regret it because like you had to return all your stuff to the GoDaddy office and I was like oh okay bet and so I returned it and then they sent me an email and they're like hey did you return it and I was like oh I could have just honored system this. And I could have, you know, gotten a computer and like a standing desk thing and a laptop, like the whole kit and caboodle. But I returned it all because I thought GoDaddy had their shit together. They did not. No. I've learned when IT departments are like, you can't take this. Don't try to like, you know, wipe the memory office or anything because like we will like, you know, we have our secret ways to know who has what. They don't. They don't. I know so many people that got so much stuff from the GoDaddy office just because they knew. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Me, I'm too pure of heart. I said, you know what? No, that's not JT Kelly. <laughs> JT Kelly has never stolen a thing in his life. Like a steal from a corporation. I respect. I salute corporations. Corporations are people. I wouldn't steal from them. I did a strip show last night, Robert. Oh, yeah. It was a can- your debut in Kansas City. I did Kansas City shows in like 2015 and 2016. Oh, okay. I think maybe even in 2019. Your your return to Kansas City with um, f- I had a group message with two people that saw me in 2017 and bought a tape on Instagram yeah. that live in Kansas City, and I followed up with them and I was like, "Hey, I'll be doing a show in your guys' city" because I'm like, you know, really professional comedian. So followed up with the people that live in that city, 
And the couple that, that came out to see me has since broken up. One of them's remarried. The other one has a girlfriend. And one of them said he was going to come with his new girlfriend. I don't know if they came or not. It was a sold-out show, though. Well, that's good. But yeah, I had to pull my penis and balls out. Really? You had to, yeah. That was the thing. is Every time you got a big laugh, you had to take off an article of clothing. Okay. And is this usually like comedians doing this? Or do they get just like some funny strippers? It was, it's comedians and then it's also like half burlesque drag. But yeah, it was really fun. I love... I love tiny rooms when they sell out. I'd rather that than anything. That's the best. A, a true hoot and a half. I guess I got special lingerie for the show. I wore a thing that puts a banana around my penis. A banana hammock? A banana hammock, yeah. That's good. Uh, I was like Magic Mike in that shit. Here's the thing about being fat. It's always funny to take your shirt off. Every time you take your shirt off, people laugh. They get a good, they get a kick out of it. That's funny, man. I go, hey, I agree. That's why I'm doing it. Oof. But yeah, I did. I did the striptease comedy show. It was a hoot. I had fun. And, and uh, you were, uh, you were South by South then. Oh yeah, South by Southwest, Hollywood. How many shows in total would you say you did there? Like five, uh, like six, ten or ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Out you of can do two shows a night right now in Austin. You can do two good shows a night right now in Austin. Weekday or weekend? Both. More on weekends. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's incredible. It is too good to be true. I tell you what. But yeah, South by Southwest was fun. And people ask about it. And I have to remind everyone, like, I was on the interactive week. I want to be really clear about that. Uh, but I mean, honestly, that, that's that's the week that makes money. <laughs> that's the, hey, that's what I was saying. Hey, hey, that's, that's what I'm talking Hey, interactive week. That's that they had George W. Bush on. George yeah. W. Bush was on Interactive Week, okay? I'm sorry, is he a household name to you? You know what's on Interactive Week? Local comedian J.T. Kelly. George W. Bush, local comedian J.T. Kelly. Both those people on Interactive Week. Two peers. Yeah, Two hand in hand. Two men of industry, yeah. Look, there's no... It just falls out. There's no gas in these BB guns. The BB just falls on out. What number was that for you in, like, South By's? Like, eight... Uh, Number yeah, eight, something like that. My first South by was 2014, so yeah, nine, I suppose. Well, you got to subtract for uh, 2020. Ah, uh, yeah. RIP so, 2020 South by. Yeah, so eight. I don't know. So I still count it as South by because I actually got season five of see or season one through five of Seventh Eleven Seventh Heaven on um, DVD. So my South by was still. It was pretty much like the whole week was like film interactive week for me. I just watched the entire Seventh Heaven series one through five. Yeah, that was because you wanted to do that uh, that show where it was like once a week or whatever. You know, you would you basically screen an episode and like do commentary during it. Yeah, Yeah. I think my first step as rebranding as a Christian was the Seventh Heaven thing. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, I figure like Seventh Heaven and call the show is Jesus a gay woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus, a savior that won't fuck your dad in front of you for views and likes on OnlyFans. You know, Jesus, the Messiah that won't fuck your ass. Seventh heaven, when I see those smiling faces looking back at me. Seventh heaven, a Messiah that won't fuck your ass. Guaranteed Messiah. No sodomy. But yeah, I've been going to open mics in Tulsa, right? Started doing yeah. open mics again here. 
Apparently and, they just uh, hit different. They do, brother. They do. Also, you want to know something really interesting specifically about Tulsa? Yeah. Business cards. I've been given three business cards at open mics. Really? And I remember, so like 2014 for me, around that time was when I stopped seeing business cards, right? I was doing comedy like 2013, doing open mics 2013. And comedians would give each other business cards for sure. I remember Chris Tellez had a really funny business card. It said single on the back of it, right? Um, Yeah. But you just don't see them anymore. Like, I mean, functionally, it's really difficult to... You see them, they're rare, right? They, you do see them sometimes. Usually people, will, super profesh guys or guys that are really into networking will have like a QR code on their business card. But just the amount of good old-fashioned business cards. Here's my email and my phone number on a business card. Three of them. One week. Okay. That makes you think. I like that there's an open mic here that's at a gay pirate bar. That's fun. Hmm. I asked if there's a straight pirate bar in town. They were like, no. I was like, okay, gay pirates only. That's what's up. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like, even for me, going to like business school, like the last time I think I saw someone or someone actually gave me a business card was like 2015 as well. Uh, they're not common anymore. You got to, hey, that's the thing is make yourself stand out. Business cards. Did you know, do you ever know anyone um, or have you seen anyone maybe in Tulsa that, they they keep their uh, business cards in like an old cigarette case. That'd be cool. Not yet. I liked Agabar the comic. He would do like a big old sticker that said Agabar the comic on the back of his car. Oh, he I had a car wanted, sticker. Oh, massive! And it was like his logo. I kind of want to do that for my Toyota. On the back, it says like JT Kelly, local comedian, and then my direct cell phone number. <laughs> my direct line yeah and like get those you know guys will do like anime raps with like anime girls with massive big old titties and they're holding like ar-15s me mm-hmm. i'm anime i got some big old titties holding an ar-10 and it's like a hello kitty ar-10 and on the back of like the big window of the back of the forerunner it says like hit it up for them yitties and bitties you know <laughs> like bits and yits tits and yeah. bits that's what i'm gonna rebrand as like a car guy just a car guy, but not like I'm into cars. It's just no, I I have a car. Okay, yeah, I did the bad boy thing. I did the Christian thing. Now I'm doing the bad boy, or no, the the car guy thing. That's my oh, new man. thing. I'm a guy that's really into cars, man. I like fast cars, cars and pussy. It's my thing now. <laughs> I like cars, pussy, and pizza. That's what... <laughs> I did see some rockabillies at an open mic the other day. Like the type that drive Volkswagen and have like cuffed Dickies pants. And I was yeah. like, yo, dying breed, fellas, what's up? I said to him, I was like, yo, I look, we, I was like, try to make a little joke with the boys. Like, yo, we look so racist. Like talking about me and like the Rockabilly guys. Rockabilly dudes were not goofing. They were like, not funny to them. But I thought we look so racist is funny because like, you know, they look like they like work at the type of restaurant that like still discriminates against black people. And like, yeah. I look like a QAnon supporter. And so I thought it was like, hey, look, hey, Rockabilly guys, look at me. We're you and I We're you know, people probably give us a bad rap. And they're like, yeah, dude, no, we're definitely not the same. Like, OK, guys, that's just who you are. Noted. You have a lot of Rockabillys. Were you know any Rockabillys growing up? I had friends with Rockabilly dads and moms. Yeah, there was there's definitely a few um, not like full blown Rockabillys growing up. But the, the dads where it's like they had the they had like the custom garage, like man cave sort of thing. But it was like. Why'd you why'd you turn this corner of your garage into like a diner booth? <laughs> like it's just so I can drink beer and you know kind of hide my tum tum under the table. Guess who's not allowed to drink out of that water fountain in the corner? 
Guess. <laughs> Guess. Name one. Name one. Uh-uh. Not allowed. <laughs> Those guys. So we have know, seating man. sections in this bar. It's like the good old days. <laughs> and let's just say every smoking, every section is a smoking section, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't understand those dudes that want to cosplay from the 50s. I don't know. I get so like, right, there's that whole idea of like, oh, man, it's nostalgia of like a time that didn't exist. You know, you look back on things and wish they're better because things are so bad now. But like also just like a pompadour isn't fucking tight. If you're like a Japanese dude and you got like a massive one and like a like a fucking skin tight leather jacket, you don't speak a lick of English. Then I bet your pompadour probably could look pretty tight. But if you're just like a dude that like, you know, works at a gas station and you like have a pompadour and like an old car and you like those bands that like are like, you know, demented Argino and shit like that. You, 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 you're probably a cousin fucker. You're probably, you got cousin fucker energy. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was living up in Dallas, um, you know, um, Reverend Horton heat, the psychobilly oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. I took, a, I took a rockabilly girl to see Reverend Horton heat one time. How'd that go? Uh, I didn't. I, I mean, like, we didn't like leave as enemies or anything. But I thought it would juice her up, like a normie guy taking her to see a rockabilly show. I was like eighteen or nineteen, and she was very much like, "Yeah, you're not cool enough to be here." And I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm actually a lot cooler <laughs> than you, to be honest." Y'all, y'all both walked up to the door, and she's like, "Okay, this is where you leave." And you're like, uh, "I bought the tickets." She's like, "You're not cool enough to be uh, here." I, she was trying to talk to me about like other rockabilly bands, and I was like, "Oh shit, does she think I want to get like involved in the culture? Like, she, she think I'm gonna be like an, adopted into her world? It's not going down, man. Not going down." You're basically like, "Yeah, Reverend Horton Heat, and then that one song, Rock This Town. That's where I draw the line." <laughs> Dude, I had a memory that I was telling my wife last night that she was dying laughing, and I did this a few times. Can I tell you a story, Robert? Go for it. So like. I can't draw, right? Like, I'm, I'm not good at drawing at all. My handwriting's really bad. So, like, if I were to draw a photo of you, it would look like a stick figure, straight up. Like, it would look like I could I could get glasses in there. You'd know it would be like, oh, this is supposed to be person with glasses. But, like, it would look nothing like any person. Like, stick figure. I have no way of doing details, facial structure, like, two dots for an eye. Like, so, so, so bad. Um, so, so bad at drawing and stuff like that. So, when... Um, when I was like 18, 19, whatever, and I was trying to get into um, like, you know, having sex with women, I did this, <laughs> I did this bit where I like the first time I did it, it was with this girl named Elisa and this girl named Elisa, I met her and I got her phone number. While I was chit chatting with her. I was working at a coffee shop. Thank you. They're Acre or Pete's coffee, but um, get her number. And then I text her and I say, Hey, send me a photo of your face and I'll, I'll draw you a portrait. And so she sends me a photo of her face and I draw her a portrait and it's like bad. Like it wasn't supposed to be good. It's like, you know, a stick figure. Like I clearly don't know how to draw and I put it in a frame and I think it's going to be hilarious. I think she's going to be like, that's so funny. You don't know how to draw. What a bad photo. This is such a cute little thing, right? Like what a funny little bit that you did saying you can draw when you can't. Ha ha ha. And, um, I uh, I give it to her. I meet up with her that night. I actually met up with her at the Sacramento Comedy Spot, and uh, she did not receive it well. <laughs> I she thought I that was like serial killer vibes to her. It was just this poorly drawn photo of her in like a frame, clearly from Dollar Tree, and she was expecting some sort of like portraiture skill. And so like she was creeped out. Nothing happened. Like she was very much like, dude, dude, we're Wait, not, we're. Did you color it? No, it was just like ball pin pink, ball pin ink. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Like, 
not no even shading, just like long lines as like the hair. It was just really, really bad. And that was the joke. It was a bit. It was supposed to be silly, like ah ha ha, you know, you you know, you can't actually draw. She was very disturbed by it. She was very like, okay, you know, I am I am not a girl to take to a noise show. Like this is not funny. This is not I don't appreciate the bit here. And I didn't just give up. I tried it again on another girl. I tried the same exact bit in the same exact way on a different girl. And uh, this girl was named Samantha. And I thought it was just an incredible bit. Uh, Same exact situation. Meet her at a coffee shop. Get her phone number. Send me a photo of you. I'd love to give you a get a a frame of Dollar Tree. Give it to her. And she is so fucking disturbed. She is like, what the fuck? This is so creepy. And I was like, I don't know how this is creepy, right? Like, it's not creepy. It's just... It's a bit like it's a joke. Like I can't draw, pretend to draw. Here's a photo of you that someone could have draw. Looks like a child did it. And I think that's like the scary thing. Is like, oh shit, this guy have a mind of a child. Is this guy gonna like squeeze me too hard and I die? Like this guy have like child brain and he thinks he could draw. And so it's like second time. And here's the thing. I you know one time may take the risk. Okay, lesson learned. Maybe a second time to test it out. I did it a third time. I did it a third time to a third girl. Guess what? also fucking disturbed by it she was so fucking and i never learned the lesson for me i was like why doesn't this bit work it's so funny i tried it on three different girls i was like all right i gotta stop before i end up in like a certain facebook groups or something where it's like hey this this terrifying guy says me to send him a photo draws me and brings me this with childlike wonder and talent like i'm I, I, I was telling my wife i was like dude thank god i got married and i don't ever have to like try to date or anything like that because Three different girls are like, yeah, dude, this guy really, really disturbed me with the drawing thing. But that was all. I was like, that was all in like six months, too, six, seven months. I was like 19 or 20. So you spent, what, $3 total on frames to disturb women? Yeah, just scaring women, just making women scared to talk to me, <laughs> making women more scared of men. That's what I was doing out there. But, but you didn't think after the first one, you're like, maybe I should like watch a YouTube or like take a class. You're just like, He's like, obviously, the bit is I don't know how to draw. That's what's yeah. funny. Otherwise, I'm just giving women a piece of art. I'm not an art. That's just that's the bit, man. I'm like, oh, hey, I don't know how to draw. Wouldn't it be so funny if I pretended to know how to draw? I'll, you I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. So my dad was working at a bar a few years back. And this one guy who was like a regular, he was a, he was like an amateur artist himself. And like he would do like he would do like caricatures and then like more like stately portraits for people. He even did like a little photography. Well, my dad thought it would be like fun to have him um, do a portrait of my little sister because he had, he had like a photo of her and like her band uniform. I was like, "Hey, like, do you think you could like sketch this and like color it and you know do it like this size? You know, like it's like I think it would be cool to give to her for like her birthday or something." And he does it and he fucked up her face so bad and like I think I think my mom threw it away. Because he didn't, like, obviously my sister didn't take it with her. So, like, it just hung up in my dad's office. And I don't even think when he left the house, like, he, he took it with him himself. But, like, just, he did her nose, like, she did, he did her nose so badly. And, like, the shading was horrible. Like, didn't even get the skin color right. Like, very pale, like, stone marble white type shit. Incredible. And I, and I remember when she opened it like at the dinner table on her birthday she's like oh okay she's like just kind of like looked up at him was like why <laughs> and 
And so, like, my dad was trying to explain. It's like, oh, it's it's, it's this guy, Steve, you know, like, th this is what he does. And I thought it'd be cool, you know, because it's like, it's it's like a one of a kind. And my brother, like, without skipping me, he's like, yeah, it's one of a kind, but not in a good way. That's just like it. Dude, I was at a fancy restaurant last night. We were just getting a drink there, but all of the plates were like, like, you know, uh, like locally made ceramics. And the guy was oh, like, yeah? yeah, this local ceramicist makes it. They're all different. And I was like, that sounds shitty. I was like, sounds like he can't really do the same thing twice. Like that sounds like it. The fact that he can't make it uniform should be a sign that like he's actually not good at this. And the guy was like, yeah, no, I honestly feel the same way. And I was like, yeah, that's nuts. That's like the most like bullshit ass excuse I've ever heard. I'm gonna like get a contract with a coffee shop and then just roll up with a bunch of different size cups. I'm like, dude, I'm an artisan. What do you expect me to be able to do the same thing twice? No, I just learned how to do this last month. My dad works in finance. Okay, I'm a ceramics guy now. Please just buy my uneven plates. You just you just bought this the local schools like busted um like the pottery wheel. Like, oh, Forty dollar pottery wheel off Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's quality, not quantity or consistency. <laughs> I was gonna believe it. He was like, "Yeah, so they're all different." I was like, "That sounds really bad. That sounds like he's bad at making little cups and plates." Like every every time he throws one on there, he's like, "We'll see how this comes out." I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. It's like throwing a dart at the wall and hoping I get a bullseye here. Just doesn't own a ruler. I want to be an artist, dude. I want to make ceramics. You know what I mean? Just think. Oh yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh. Are are you mad that none of the stones built that I that I threw for your walkway fit right? I'm an artist, buddy. Okay. So why don't you just step on them? You wouldn't fucking get it. I'm an artist. Yeah. No one gets it. I've got to pull out. My BB gun with no orange tip and the tactical light on it. When you were when you were starting up that that last story though, I thought you were about to say, "Yeah, we were at a fancy restaurant, and then a uh, a magician came by and asked if we wanted to see any magic tricks." <laughs> and I was like, "Was this fancy restaurant called Chili's?" <laughs> Dude, they wish they had magicians at Chili's. All they, they got is super strict rules about where you're allowed to piss and shit. I mean, have you ever? You never went to like an like. Any like big chain restaurant like Applebee's or Chili's and just like random Wednesday night, they had like a magician walking table to table for tips. God, I should have done magic comedy. Is it too I mean, late, Robert? Can I pivot and be a like a comedy magician? Like a joke magician? Yeah. Just you know, you just can't believe in vaccinations. You got it. Yeah. I don't I'll 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 believe or not what or not believe whatever I'm told to. That's the thing, dude. Like you you believe in evolution, right, Robert? Yeah, yeah, me too. I have no clue how evolution works. It's just what we all believe, so I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't believe in evolution. You believe the Earth is round? Yeah. Me too, dude. It's same. Like, it, and if you said it was flat, I'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Like, whatever, dude. I don't care what, how, how the world works and science and beliefs and ideologies. They all roll right off my back. I am in. I'm in. I'm down. Whatever everyone else is doing, so am I. A lot of people. A lot of people have a lot of like leadership qualities. I got followership qualities. I'm a fantastic follower. I am. I'm loyal. A lot of people say, "Oh, what are you going to be a sheep? Sheep are happy. Sheep are happy. They're following around a shepherd, just doing sheep stuff. They're not doing shepherd stuff. They don't have to think like a shepherd thinks. They're just sheep, sheeping, baby. That's what I want to get back into. Sheeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Shave think, me with um, some tears. You know what I'm saying? I think. Uh... I'll teach I'll teach you a couple of uh, balloon animals, and then a few card tricks, and you know we'll just make sure you always have like some flowers up your sleeve, and 
I think we could rent you like an old St. Paddy's Day like green suit, you know, just make it kind of like, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm dressed fancy like a magician, but it's all green because I'm I'm quirky, I'm funny. I'm a magical leprechaun. I get yeah. blackout drunk. That's yeah. my thing is I do magic, but I am black. I'm crying about like dead relatives, just so fucking drunk. Telling telling like kids are doing a birthday party. Oh, when I was your age, I was getting molested by a babysitter, just fucking <laughs> sobbing. Like how old? Are yeah. You? It's like how old are you, Tim? It's like eight. It's like I'd already been touched twice by age eight. <laughs> Dude, I remember one time I was like seven, six or seven years old, and I was like at church, and this older guy was like, "How old are you?" I was like six years old. He's like six years old. Ugh. When I was six, we got a knock at the door, and these two guys said, "Hey, we're here to sell newspapers." So I opened it up, and they pushed inside, got and, and led me around the house with a pair of scissors on my neck, locked me in the closet, and robbed my house. So don't open the door for any strangers. And I was like. Okay, like I said, I'm six, so <laughs> don't really know what to do with that whole fucking flow of information you just threw on me. Yeah, for real. For real. Man, you're coming up coming up on a marriage for you less or just over a month till wedding day. Yeah. You excited? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for this thing to happen and be over and you know stop being petty to friends that are saying they can't go and oh did i tell you i can't make it anymore <laughs> <laughs> no i got this ready recently to wear to the wedding i had to dig this out nice i'm going i'm going western black tie good because we, we all are Look how tiny that scorpion is i'm not scared of scorpions i'm scared of spiders yeah yeah, for all the uh, listeners, because we don't do video, JT just pulled up his... Uh, it was actually an old Christmas gift I gave you, the baby scorpion bolo tie. It's, it's the only bolo tie I own. Well, I own a weird Freemason one, too, somewhere around here. Well, hey, hey, I mean, like a baby scorpion or even like like a baby spider one, like if it's got an animal inside it, that's really the only bolo tie you need. I would not wear a baby spider one. No. I'd take that off the table. I'm so scared of spiders. Even pictures of spiders really scare me. Thinking about spiders too long just puts me in a mood. And I really like it. Is it just the I eight think, legs? I'm pretty sure this photo here is from Kansas City in like 20... Oh yeah, back when you would slick your hair and you had the thick rimmed glasses. Trying uh, to be like a goth dad. I did. That's exactly what I wanted to be. Listen to Black Rebel Motorcycle Club unironically. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I would. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club is the real name of a band. Yeah. That is wild. That is such a cheesy name. Yeah. Uh, cool metal Harley friend muscles rock and roll club. I would roll up my short sleeves to show off my pecs. I always roll up my short sleeves because, you know, honestly, I, I fear a lot of people can't see my pecs. Yeah. That's what I really want. I want people to notice my pecs. I want people to fear me and not just women. I want men to fear me. But getting back to the portraits, would you say that's like the creepiest thing you've ever, you've ever done? I sure hope so. Oh no, the creep. I can tell you the creepiest thing I've ever done, dude. So okay. like I was at my friend's art show. I was like maybe 16, 17. And I've always had a big old beard, right? That's just how it's always been for me. Yeah. And, um, my friend at the time, she it was pre-transitioned for her, so she wasn't Emily, but she was uh, she was uh, doing an art show at this weird Christian like art thing, and her thing was like taking photos of herself at the time in dresses, 
and putting it on the wall and people being like, wow, look at you facing the sin. Like this really weird relationship with her transition is really weird. Already a group of weird people, right? Just Christians that are telling her not to transition. You know I mean? Just weird energy at this place. Yeah. I show up. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm talking with this lady and her baby walks up to her and hands me a Lego. And so I hand the Lego back and the lady's like talking about the baby. Like, oh, he wants to play with you so bad. He likes you so much, you know, go right there and play on his Lego set. And like 15 feet away from this couch is like a little sunroom that's attached. You can see inside the sunroom from the living room. And this baby's mom just said, hey, go, you know, go play Legos. And there's like a Lego set right there on the floor. So I walk in there. I can see the, the you know, the mom on the couch from where we're sitting, play Legos with this baby for a bit. And like five, 10 minutes go when I look up and the mom's not there anymore. Um, and you know, just playing Legos, sitting there, and I don't really know how to play Legos. The baby's talking like baby talk, getting excited about the Legos, whatever. This guy walks into the sunroom and says, well, I'll turn on the lights in here and turn the lights on in the sunroom. And I realized, oh, it's not like we were sitting in the dark. You know, we were sitting in the light, just the lights in the room weren't on. I was like, that's really weird. Like, right out the gate, I was like, that's so weird. I didn't mean to sit in this room with this kid without the lights on, right? Because you yeah. can see in there. But, you know, you know, they went in there and turned the lights on. I was like, that's weird. He goes, Hey, that's my son you're playing with. What's your name? And I was like, Oh, I'm JT. You know, nice to meet you. And then another lady walks in and goes, Oh, who's this playing with their son? And that's when I realized the lady that told me to go play with this baby was not this baby's mom. It was just some fucking lady who told a stranger to go play with this baby. And so I'm playing with this baby with no permission from its parents. And the baby's parents catch me. And I say catch me because I was not supposed to be playing with that baby. And I thought I was. I thought not only did I have, like, permission, but I was told. I, didn't, I wasn't like, yeah, I'd show up to this fucking art show to play with a baby. That's not why I was going. I got told to go play with that baby. So I sit there and I play with that baby for a bit. And a guy walks in and says, hey, you know, that's my son. And I was like, okay, right on. And I didn't tell him, you know, the mom. Thank God I didn't say, yeah, the mom of this baby just told me to play because the mom of that baby came in and was like, what are you doing there? And it wasn't the lady that told me to play, so I would look like a psycho liar. Thank God I didn't say, yeah, no, the mom told me to come in here and play Legos with this baby because the mom came in and was like, who are you? And I just stood up, introduced myself, and I was like, yeah, you know, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this doesn't look good. Looks like I went to a room alone with your kid. But it was like a sunroom. You could see inside of it. Like, it was like there were windows. And it's not like it was dark in there it's just the lights weren't on it was like evening outside it wasn't even a nighttime. it was evening yeah. but just the optics of that looked horrible. that's probably the creepiest thing i've ever done is they think they caught they think they saved their child from something that night they think oh thank god thank god we we caught that lego game when we did but yeah that's probably the creepiest thing i've ever done in my life i didn't, definitely didn't mean to i don't did you ever but did you ever figure out who that first woman was no just some lady that was also at the art show. Definitely mm. involved in the weirdo church they were involved in, you know. And, you know, on one hand, I'm like, that's great that, you know, they don't just assume the worst of people. But also, like, if I had a kid, I would assume the worst of people. You know, I would, you know, prioritize making sure that kid's not around any strangers. And if I walked into a sunroom and some bearded dude was sitting in the dark with my baby, I'd be like, yo, why are you sitting in the dark with my baby? Right? Looks bad. Looks bad. Yeah. But that's probably the go. It was like well over ten years ago. It's probably the creepiest thing I've ever done. Oh, I got booked on my on a show in Tulsa that's called the New Faces Showcase. Okay, first off. Oh yeah, go go for it. I was gonna say first off for anyone that might not be like big comedy nerds like like me or you know actual comedians like JT. The 
there's a big festival called Just for Laughs every year, and they have this. One might say it's the biggest festival. Yeah, or at least the most important festival for comedy. It, yeah, especially for like, an, like the in like the business standpoint. It, but you know, they they have this showcase called the New Faces of Comedy Showcase. <laughs> And everyone knows when it's like, hey, I'm doing new faces or like, oh, yeah, I got selected to do new faces or I'm doing a new faces audition. Everyone knows it's it's for that showcase specifically. And it's it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like not every famous comedian or successful comedian does it. But the list of people who have done it and have gone on to have like very successful careers, it's a very long list. It's a pretty typical stepping stone for like a classic industry person, like someone that's not like not just going to like I work clubs, but like, dude, I want to write on TV shows. I want to be an yeah. actor like those people are are doing the are doing, you know, new faces. They're on they get booked on new faces. Yeah. So for this, I'm assuming it's just some independent guy at a maybe like one of the clubs or a bar just being like, yeah, we're doing we're going to have a showcase. We're going to call it the new faces. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You would be a hundred percent correct in that assessment. And let me guess, you had to pay him to get on it. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. He did give me his business card though. When he oh, of course. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> the Tulsa handshake. Tulsa handshake is giving someone a business card. I go, okay, well, I could add you online. Nope, never mind. I'll give me the business card. Give me the business card. Yep. Yeah. Let me just put that in my pocket with my. Yeah, other I was business looking for card. this. My Tywin business card. I have a business card from Tywin. Oh, but yeah. you know what? This was actually promotion material for his taping. Oh, okay. So Dude, it's Ty's website being called Ty Do Comedy is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, hey, he was just born to do it. Yeah. Ty is so funny to me. My new faces showcase, April 7th. April 7th. I want 7th. new faces, April 7th. April 7th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. I think new the faces coolest showcase. thing about calling it new faces is there's no... Like sense of irony about it, yeah. You know I mean, it's like it's just fucking new faces. How fuck yeah! I'm, I can't. I've been telling everybody I'm on the new faces showcase. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm on new faces this year coming up in April. JT, I made new faces. Yeah, JT Kelly, new faces of comedy. New faces, yeah. Big year, big year. Tulsa's doing shit different for your boy. <laughs> yeah, they're doing things uh, different. I don't know if it's in the right way. Yeah. Well. I'm gonna go poop. All right. All right. God bless you, Playboy. Later. Switch words from Ramses, glistening Like I can see the pool cause the top is missing I sleep on dreams cause it's paper I'm chasing My roots come from Texas, this p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-